Hi everyone, you're listening to Jess in the Flesh. So this is just the audio version of my live streamed radio show. So I switched it over to podcast format. I live stream the show on Twitch every single Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to check out the show that way, you can. Also, we're on YouTube, so the link will be in the show notes. So if you want to check that out, honestly, feel free to do so. Anyway, on to the episode. guys what's up so we are here in these streets uh another episode of jess in the flesh so if you don't know my name is jess i am a 23 year old college graduate i just graduated in may so woo i'm free um not really but um and yeah this show is basically like a virtual radio station that I host because I play music, I had commentary, and then this whole thing gets turned into a podcast, which is a great, fun vibe. So I'm really happy that you're here if you're listening to this. I usually talk about, you know, just things in my life, lessons I've learned, and it kind of acts as my source of therapy, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, first I'm just going to start the show with my re- weekly recap, which is something I do every week except for last week because it was like i'm coming back from the dead you know because i i just survived this show last week so i'm really excited to be back this week i really delved in i'm taking a course about um becoming a virtual assistant i feel like that is something i could definitely do because i have like a lot of video editing experience and also just like I'm, I'm really well-rounded at a ton of different sorts of media, so I want to be able to, like, you know, give my services to the masses. Well, not give it to them, but, like, you know, serve small business owners to help them, like, save their time because, you know, it's just too valuable, and you might as well spend it doing something that's more valuable to your business or whatnot, so... I haven't really started to promote it yet, but it should be up and running in the next few weeks. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. In other news, my my fish, by the way, I have three fish. So I have Leonard, who's like a red beta fish. I have Pablo, who supposedly is a glowfish, but when I turn on like, the UV light, he doesn't glow at all. So I think that's a lie. Um, my mom's friend's son gave him to me and and my other fish uniqua died who they came together but uniqua is dead she deceased um because she got sick in the tank um pablo's still killing it and then we have doug which doug is my favorite he's just so fun his mouth is like a little slit oh and his eyes kind of bug out like he's just he's like he's like the pug of fish he's so ugly he's cute i don't remember what kind of fish he is some kind of molly fish it's like black and it's like little little pudge boy (laughs) um but anyway he got a parasite i think because he started to grow some like weird like white spots on him and so i did research and they said it could either have been um white spot disease or lympholysis lysis or whatever um and i think it was the lympho whatever 
it's bad. I don't remember what it's called. But um, I think it's the second one because they said the um, white spot disease actually, you know, affects the whole tank. And it's like the spots are equidistant on the fish. <laughs> and he just had like little splotches growing. Like it wasn't covering his whole body or whatever. But it's actually improving. The only thing I did was clean the tank and put more chemicals in. So I guess my tank was just dirty. But the thing is... Not to expose Doug's pooping habits, but Doug poops all the time and like I'll look in there and he'll just have a string of poop coming out of his little butthole. Honestly, iconic, so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a TMI about my man's Doug. So yeah, there's that. Also, yesterday, like last night, my dog just decided to get sick. She was like throwing up all over the house and kept my parents up all night. Yeah. Don't know why. I, I redid my Instagram highlights, so if you want to check those out, you can check out the show's Instagram and interact with me there at Jess in the Flesh Radio on IG, like I said. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, that took a lot of time. It was very time consuming, but I think it looks good, so I'm not complaining. I'm kind of trying to figure out how to like reprioritize my life and my time because I feel like my priorities change all the time because I'm scatterbrained and I get bored so easily. Like, oh, that's my biggest fault. That's my biggest flaw. Like, I get so bored that I have to change my interests and then I am just mediocre <laughs> at everything instead of, like, a virtuoso. But it's okay. It's a strength to be well-rounded, but also a weakness. But I'm gonna just view it as a positive. In other news, in October... Which is now so exciting. It's spoopy time, spoopy season. Let's bust out them skeletons, that candy corn. I'm so excited. I, the thing is, I'm not a really big fan of Halloween. And like, before you come at me, let me explain. I think it all stemmed from when I was a small child. I, <laughs> I had these neighbors and I was going trick-or-treating and like their dad, he dressed up in a skeleton costume with like a bowl of candy on his like front lawn and I went up to him and he jumped and he scared me because he was holding the bowl of candy and acting like he was like, you know, just like a fake skeleton and I was traumatized. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that probably did it for me at Halloween. I'm like, I'm out. But now I just don't like Halloween because I don't like handing candy to children because I have no patience for children and it's really sad because like they're cute and everything but when they start whining or when they're like mommy 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 like I don't ugh, ugh, I cannot I cannot I cannot handle it but it's weird because kids like me for some reason it's just because I'm a pushover because I would rather them be like temp like annoying but not so annoying to the point of whining. Like if I said no for them to do something, they whine and cried and carry on. Like that'd be more annoying than me just going along with whatever they say. So <laughs> I need help. So anyway, since it's the month of October, I decided to watch a scary movie marathon. So like every night in October, I'm watching a horror movie. Like I feel like I need to be cultured more so than I already am when it comes to horror films. The thing is, I really like them. But, you know, like, I don't really get scared easily. So my, my game that I like to play is when I count down to when I think, like, the person's gonna jump out. So fun. Like, if you haven't done that, you can pretty much tell, though, kind of around when it's gonna happen. Because, like, the music goes from really intense to, like, very soft. 
because they want you to have that shock factor with like the sound and like it popping out at you so like you can kind of tell when it's gonna happen but you know since it's october 2nd today when i'm recording this i already watched one movie the movie i watched was the house at the end of the street which isn't really a horror movie or i mean it kind of is i guess it's more like a thriller but it has jennifer lawrence in it and i was watching it and i was like i totally have seen this before i didn't think i did but i totally saw the movie before i didn't remember really what happened because it was <laughs> it was such a long time ago but either way it happened so honestly it was it was decent and i feel like you know i'm, I'm i want to watch more like specifically like horror though because i feel like that's kind of a, like a staple that and it doesn't exist anymore like i feel like real good horror doesn't exist because everything is just like recreated and it it ain't it <laughs> but i haven't seen it you know the film it based on the the famous book it by Stephen King. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? <laughs> I feel like when that movie came out, that was kind of the joke. Like everyone was just saying, "Oh, have you seen it?" Because it's called it. Like, ha ha ha. It's so funny. Word play. Stephen King knew what he was doing. <laughs> In regards to horror movies, though, I really have only seen like the first few saws i saw like probably like saws one through three or four i want to finish that but i want to rewatch them it like sequentially because i feel like it's good to like have like the storyline progress like the big storyline not like the small one in the movies but like i've seen halloween and friday the 13th i don't think i've ever seen nightmare on elm street but oh I, i've seen poltergeist and i've also seen the exorcist which is like a classic and it's really funny because my mom was telling me how the exorcist was basically like the scariest movie of their time like when it came out it was just like so scary and i watched it i'm like uh this really this ain't it like i mean it was good but like you know since special effects have evolved so much i feel like it's it can be laughable to watch some of the old films like, the one old horror film I really want to see and just, like, laugh the whole time is The Blob, okay? Like, if, if you if you want to be my friend and have a Netflix party, watch The Blob. I'm kidding. I don't think it's on Netflix, but if it was, like, I would plan that. <laughs> First date, we're gonna virtually watch The Blob. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be amazing, honestly. If that tells you anything about my personality. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, today's show topic, I'm talking about friendships and kind of just, like, me, like, growing up, the friends I've had, and, like, my experience with connecting or lack of connecting with other people. Because I just feel like a lot of the time, like, I ostracize myself, and I'm gonna kind of, like, expose why I am not a good friend. Now none of y'all will give me the time of day for friendship, but it's okay. I forgive you, honestly, because I wouldn't want to be my friend if I was another person. Anyway, we're gonna start with some music, okay? So, up first we have The Night We Met by Lord Euron. It's time for our first musical recap. Up first, I played The Night We Met by Lord Huron, Ignorance by Paramore, Lost in My Mind by The Head and the Heart, not About Angels by Birdie. Okay, guys. So let's get on to the meat and potatoes of the content. First, you know, I always do my 
honorary sponsored snack of the day. Well, I don't have my snack with me today because I actually had a snack before I came on the stream. And so today's snack was Keebler Elf Witch cookies. Don't know if you've ever had them, but they are fire. Um, it's basically like an Oreo, but it's reversed and it's like a long little elf man. And so the, <laughs> the cookie's vanilla and the filling is chocolate and they're honestly amazing. 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Yeah, because this episode's about friendship, y'all. So I'm just gonna kind of get into it. You know, as per usual, this is like therapy, so there's gonna be some dark moments. I'm gonna try to throw some humor in there so, to make this less sad because this is not about me throwing a pity party for myself. This is really just about me talking through my struggles to like help me out and hopefully help someone else out who has a similar problems or can relate to anything I'm saying, which I hope I can be relatable because I was always unrelatable teen post. <laughs> that was just, okay, ignore my dumb joke. If you don't get it, like, it's fine. I forgive you. I forgive you for being oblivious. So yes, like I said, this episode is about friendships. Growing up, I, I moved like once. So I lived in one house until I was like six. And so the friends I made there, I was kind of like, I was involved in dancing school. Like my parents put me in dance from age three to sophomore year of high school. I did dance um, at the same studio, even though I moved because we only moved like 30 minutes away from where I was. And so, you know, I did that socially. When I was little, I had some friends there, but it like eventually, you know, that kind of fell apart <laughs> in and of itself. One of my friends, when I was like really young, when I still, like this was before I moved, her name was Samantha and like, we were pretty close. She just like tragically died and it was just like really hard on everyone and since I was so young I I um I wasn't told that she died so like I didn't really have the chance to process that until I was like maybe 12 years old when I actually realized what happened because I was told otherwise but I know it's to just like protect me but that's like an instance of a friend leaving my life and as you as you'll hear there's that's a that's a kind of a pattern with me so I did dance for a long time in in like preschool I had this one friend her name was Bethany and she was a different kid and like I've always been attracted to like the the odd like I wouldn't say I wouldn't call her an oddball like but the kids who are different, like they're just more interesting to me. I've always been drawn to the more interesting people just because they need friends too. And also, yeah, they're interesting. Like, you know, it's just more fascinating to talk to someone who appears like different from other kids. She was different in the fact that she had cancer, so she didn't have hair and she wore bandanas to class. And this was like in preschool. And like, according to my preschool teacher, at least my preschool teacher told my mom. So really according to my mom, my preschool teacher said that her and I had like a really special connection, which is interesting. We were just really good friends. Like as good of friends as you could be when you're like a child, like a small three, four year old kid, you know? But like we played together. I went to her house. She came to my birthday party. But like after that, we never kept in touch. So I don't know if she 
recovered from the cancer or she died, but regardless, I hope she's doing well. She was probably like my first friend I've ever had, at least <laughs> as far as I remember. So I was also involved in Girl Scouts and I was in a troop before I moved and after I moved, but yeah, obviously I switched troops because I switched schools. In like the first Girl Scout troop, I was kind of just there. I didn't really connect with the other kids that much. I really had like, I would say like one friend who was kind of close-ish. Her name was Corinne and we would always go trick-or-treating together. Like every year without fail when we were like really little kids. And then one of my neighbors, her name was Molly, and her and I, like, were in the same class my my second year of kindergarten. Okay, okay, I'm not dumb, I swear. I, I did get held back in kindergarten, but it wasn't because of my intellectual incompetence. It was because of my lack of motor skills, and my aunt was in the district, and she made it a point to, like, make a big deal out of the fact that I had terrible handwriting, but now my handwriting is beautiful, so I kind of owe it hard to that. And also, like, I had an extra year of youth, okay? I had an extra year of school, and the real world's scary, so that's fine with me. I initially was mad about it, but, like, it's fine with me now, so we chillin'. I mean, I also play with the neighbors, like, across the street when I was in my house before I moved. So, you know... That was fun, but I feel like we had neighborhood fun playdates. I also played softball most of my life. Literally, I played from the age of five until I was a senior in high school. So I played for a very, very long time. And my first team I was on was before I moved. And then after I moved, I was in rec. And then I went to travel. And then I did travel and high school. But that's kind of getting ahead of myself. But yeah, I don't remember any friends I met at softball when I was like really, really young. So pre-move. <laughs> then the move happens and it was just kind of lonely, you know? Like you're moving to a new place as like a young kid. You feel kind of like an outcast in a new a new town because like, you know, all the other kids knew each other from kindergarten. Since I took kindergarten twice, I came in as a first grader to my new town or whatever. And I felt like when I was really young though, I melted more with friendships and socially like in, in like the classroom and stuff. I feel like I wasn't self-aware enough at the time because you're really young to really perceive yourself as being an outcast or having friends or what. But like, yeah, I I went to a different Girl Scout troop, which helped. So I had, I had some friends, which was really nice. Eventually, a trifecta <laughs> developed, and we were like a trio. Like we we literally looked like mean girls of, <laughs> of the elementary school. But like, trust me, we weren't mean. Like we were pretty nice people. But it was like two pretty blonde girls and me. <laughs> They were really nice, and they both moved away after fourth grade, so lost those friends. Also in elementary school, friends moved away. Other friends moved away. This girl who was in my Girl Scout troop, Adela, who was kind of my friend, also Emily. And I'm pretty sure that was it for elementary school, for kids who moved away. But this is, this is a pattern, and trust me, it deeply affected my soul. <laughs> also, I still went to the same dance studio like I mentioned after the move. So I danced at the same studio from age of three until I was a sophomore in high school. 14 years, the same dance studio. And that was like solely because one of my dance friends 
moved to the same town as we did with her family. And so her mom convinced my mom to like let me and my little sister stay at the, the dance studio that, you know, I went to before the move. And so we stayed there and her daughter and I were best friends. Essentially, like, yeah, we, we met in dance. We were best friends. We were really close. We did like everything together, but yeah, we were the same age. So she was in the grade above me because of the kindergarten situation. <laughs> so we eventually, like, as we got older, we kind of like distanced apart because of the grade difference. Also, her and I both evolved into very different people. We both had the same friends in dance up until around like middle school-ish times. And she grew in one direction, I grew in another direction. And you know, I was true to myself and she was true to herself. And we just didn't align anymore. It's kind of sad because it's like you grow up with this person who's like your best friend and you, you look at old photos and stuff, but people always like grow apart and it's it shouldn't be like a bad thing. But there was a point in time where I like blamed her for stealing all my friends at dance. But yeah, there was a certain point, but this was on my end where I isolated myself from the rest of the dance people because obviously since we were going to the dance studio from our old town it wasn't like in town so all of those other kids knew each other and were friends and she was a lot more social than I was so she she meshed with them well and I isolated myself I just felt like I couldn't connect with them because you know I'm not your stereotypical personality of a dancer. I'm not saying she was either, but she was just a lot more friendly than I was and like maintained those friendships where I I kind of just <laughs> gave up on being social and I was sad and miserable and it just wasn't fun. But overall, that friendship was like really essential for me, honestly, because if we weren't friends, like I would have been like high key lonely most of my childhood. So I owe it to her for that. Like we even did talent shows. She went to a different elementary school for me though. So I would go to her elementary school and be in her school's talent show, which is pretty whack. Well, when I was in second and third grade, because obviously for her, it'd be third and fourth, but yeah. So I'm going to get back to some music now, take a break from my, my rant about friendships and friends. After this, it'll probably get a little more therapy and me overanalyzing my thinking patterns and myself, so... We, we love that, okay? Next, we have Heavy Dirty Soul by 21 Pilots. For my next music recap, I played Heavy Dirty Soul by 21 Pilots, Kiss Me Slowly by Parachute, The Stable Song by Yargari Allen Azikov, and Heal by Tom Odell. Alright guys, hope you've enjoyed the musical selection so far. Oh, I love this. This is a great time. I'm literally currently just playing, like from Spotify's curated time capsule thing. So hashtag not spawn because you know, it's just what it is, man. So let's just get back to the subject at hand. Like I mentioned earlier, I had a lot of friends like move away. I mentioned the ones from elementary school. After that, I had in sixth grade, a friend move away named Lexi and we were really close. I also had this girl Madison move away around that time too. I don't remember exactly when it was, but we went to elementary school together as well. And so due to all these people leaving, like I've kind of just analyzed myself, looked inward because I'm a very introspective person. I think that because of all of the friends that I would make growing up and their tendencies to like move away, 
it was kind of instilled in me that my friendships were just going to be temporary and people would leave me anyway. So why make the effort to and put myself in a vulnerable position and get close to them when they're just going to leave me? And like, obviously, that's not healthy. Isolating yourself isn't healthy. It's not the answer. But I think that's kind of what happened to me later on because after elementary school I, I really started to isolate myself and more slowly and slowly became more lonely and or feeling not a part of a group when I was like in a group in social atmospheres. I feel like you know I did this really as a defense mechanism. I was just gonna continue to push people away because I felt like I could deal with the loneliness because I could prepare myself for the loneliness. So I would be able to deal with the emotions better. Whereas I felt like it was easier to cope with loneliness than a sense of loss, like losing a friend. And this also spans into like relationships as well, which is probably going to be a topic for another episode of the show, (laughs) which really probably won't be too in-depth because I have... uh, little to no experience in that area but part of that is because of you know this as well like I was just putting my walls up as a defense mechanism because people have just continuously left me in the past so I was conditioned to believe that that's kind of just how it always was and people were temporary and that sounds terrible but I think that's just how I internalized it and really just how I was what I was conditioned to believe just because of my experiences and you can react to things in different ways and it's kind of just how I reacted to it and I feel like I've developed an avoidant attachment style because of it meaning like if I have a liking to someone if I want to be someone's friend I will act in the opposite of how I'm feeling because I don't want to end up getting like closer to that person because I don't want to get very hurt and distraught if they were to leave. Like I said, it's a defense mechanism. And I realized that in my mind at the time, like of doing this, I would like tell myself that they're gonna leave me anyway. So might as well just take it into my own hand to do it myself and just cut it off before I get more attached to whoever the individual was. And so by doing this and pushing people away, I was quote unquote, protecting myself, when I was really doing harm to myself, of looking back on it, I saw it as protecting myself from the potential of being hurt further. But you can't just rely on that because it's a potential. That doesn't mean it's going to happen 100% of the time. Obviously, my circumstances weren't ideal growing up. If this didn't happen to me as frequently as it did, I probably wouldn't be in the same position socially. Because I was pushing people away, I now realize that like, I was actually doing more harm to other people. And part of myself told myself that like, oh, I'm protecting them because I'm a terrible person. Like it it turned into like me having very low self-esteem because I, there was times in my life where I like literally didn't have any friends. And like, I saw that as like part of my worth, you know? And like, I know I'm a good person. I know I have like interests. I know I can be relatable, but it was just a matter of me having my walls up all the time and pushing people away because of my experiences like affecting me. Ultimately it was all in my own head and it was all my fault that I didn't 
really continue to be as social going on. I mean, I was involved in things, but I just didn't feel connected to anyone. Even it was to a point where my sixth grade teacher, my sixth grade homeroom teacher, during a parent-teacher conference, she told my mother that she was concerned about, like, my socialization. She said that, like, I would just sit there, I wouldn't really talk to anyone in class, and my mom would tell her, like, oh, she talks about this one girl, Shannon, like, okay, like, they're friends. My sixth grade teacher was totally on to me, like, she knew something was wrong, like, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, something was wrong, like, I've always been pretty quiet and, like, an introvert, but I feel like at that point in my life, it was, like, beginning to shift more because of just all of the, all of the loss of friends that I had over the years, like, them just moving. Nothing really, like, traumatic happened where, like, I had a falling out with a friend, thank God, because if that also happened, I would have been, like, hella triggered. <laughs> so... My sixth grade teacher told my mom that she was concerned and to sign me up for clubs and activities. And my mom was like, she's already doing that. Like at the time I was doing rec sports. Like I said, I played softball. I also did rec soccer, basketball. I was in dance, like, and, and art club at the time. I was doing clubs and activities, but I still wasn't social. It's really interesting because like after a certain point, probably around then, I don't know when it really was, no matter like what group I would be like put in or what group activity I would go and participate in, it wasn't natural for me to make friends. Like I never felt like I connected to people who shared like that similar interest to me. I feel like it was just me kind of telling myself that so I wouldn't get close enough to make friends to not get hurt. And it was all just like that kind of way that I isolated myself. But I always felt like an outcast within like any group I was in and like, you know, it wouldn't matter if I was there or not and nobody would care if I was there or not. And, you know, took a toll on my self-esteem. Yet again, like it was very, very harmful to me mentally emotionally and like you know I'm still working on it today so like middle school and high school I would usually have like a few acquaintances like in my classes and stuff but there weren't really like any people who I would hang out outside of school with on a frequent basis like I I didn't have like friends to like hang out with on the weekends or like go and do things like I I didn't do that when I was in middle school or high school. I was very much like to myself and you know it became lonely and isolating and it was it was sad I'm not gonna lie it was pretty sad (laughs) but yeah like I said previously I really really struck a chord at my confidence like my confidence significantly dropped I feel like deep down, like, I thought it was, like, my fault that my friends were away. Like, no, obviously it wasn't. Like, that's ridiculous. But I just continued down that, like, self-destructive behavior because it just, to me, felt easier. But I was just, like, literally hurting, like, hurting myself emotionally. So I was gaslighting myself. Love that for me. (laughs) It's just really interesting to like look back especially on high school like there were some kids who I was playing like softball with for most of my life and I didn't befriend any of them and like I've been on teams with them for years and years and years and it's just concerning you know like you think like 
being around the same people for that long, eventually I'd get comfortable, but like I never did. Um, and that was also another thing, like once I signed up for a club or a sport, I, you know, I didn't really have close friends, so I would just kind of do things by myself because I was interested in the activity and not so much the social aspect of it. I would just go and sit there and not talk to anyone and nobody would talk to me. I feel like it's definitely on my end because if, like, if I didn't have my guard up so much, people would probably feel more comfortable approaching me and also I'd be more comfortable approaching people. But at the same time, in other people's regard, it's like, I feel like when you're young, you don't really have as much, like, you're not as perceptive to, like, the loner or the isolated person. And I feel like most of those kids who I played sports with specifically, I've always, like, isolated myself and I've always been really quiet and to myself all the time. And so I felt like they kind of interpreted that as being, like, a normal thing for me. And, like, some people will make these just like, oh, like, they, they like to be, no. <laughs> I feel like nobody who is a loner actually likes to be a loner, and it's just a defense mechanism. That's my theory, because I feel like that's true with me. Anyway, like, in high school, like, I didn't really have, like, too, too close of friends, but, like, obviously I had, like, school friends, you know, kids who I would talk to in class and eat lunch with and that kind of stuff. But it was like a very like casual basis kind of thing. It wasn't, it never really got like deep. Like, you know what I mean? Like we never really vibed on a level at that time. And it's crazy because in high school, I was really more so just like acquaintances with like individuals. Like I was school friends with individual people. So I didn't really have a group. Like there was a group of people who sat together at lunch but, like, I, don't, I didn't really consider that my friend group. I just considered that people I sat with at lunch, you know? Like, I feel like that's, like, a different distinction. So, like, I never even felt a part of that group either because at lunch I never really talked because, you know, there were a couple of people who were just, like, buttoned heads a lot at the lunch table. We're not going to name names because, you know, not about to expose anyone. But um, it wasn't, like, horrible. Like, I, I, was, I was social enough to, like, the point of, like, me being able to communicate with people and like be relatively friendly, but I still wouldn't let myself get like too, too close to anyone. It all stems back to what I was saying earlier. I just need to like learn how to overcome this because it's still like a prevalent issue that I have with my like avoidant attachment. I need to learn how to be in touch with how I'm really feeling about the situation as opposed to what I'm putting off. Especially like if you're, you're doing a habit for so long, like over of, like years and years of your life, it's very hard to like try to fix it. Obviously it's an excuse, like you can if you're like willing to put in the work and I feel like at a certain point it's necessary that I put in the work because I don't wanna not really feel like I'm ever close to anyone. I don't wanna like die alone um, relationship-wise. It's really just like about me letting myself get close to people. It just seems so foreign to me to do that. That seems hard. I feel like I really kind of had the realization that I do this because your girl was on dating apps for a bit because I got validation through male attention and it's always kind of been like that. But like I would just talk to these guys and they'd talk about meeting up and then I would ghost them because I got scared. I was like, I don't want to meet you. Like, oh, that's scary. Or like, 
even I recently like downloaded an app to make friends and I did the same thing and they were talking to me and I felt so uncomfortable and I was like I don't know you this is weird and I'm like but why is this weird you know what I mean I feel like it's just like something I'm not used to I feel like I just need to get over myself and put myself out there and you know still be in social groups but also try to talk to people when I'm in those social groups. Now, when I'm at my part-time job, I'm starting to warm up to my coworkers. Obviously, just like in general with me, like if I'm in a new environment, like by myself with a group of people, I don't speak. Like literally, I just don't talk because I'm not I'm not comfortable. Like I'm very uncomfortable in new environments with new people. Like I get very anxious and I have like hella social anxiety so you know she comes knocking at my door and really kind of like plows me (laughs) but surprisingly like this is a very interesting thing so after high school like a year or two into college a few of my old like school friends like contacted me and then we kind of just became friends like our friendship kind of just happened it's interesting then I had like a group of people to like hang out with over the summer and breaks and stuff so I'm really thankful for that because you know they're still my friends recently we haven't really had any contact because they're very busy people they're working they're in school so we literally haven't seen each other and then with the pandemic like forget about it and then also I have my two college roommates who were a couple of like my really close friends at college and then I had one guy friend at college who was like a true homie so really I have like a solid like four friends and like I'm I'm thankful for them and I'm thankful that we are friends because I feel like because of this though I don't give as much of myself in friendships even with the friends that I do have and I feel like I need to try to learn how to be a better friend because I know that I'm a believer in the law of attraction, which you may or may not believe, but like, let me have my moment. Um, so I believe in the law of attraction. Basically, I think that to have good friends, you have to be a good friend. And I don't think I ever really learned how to be a good friend because I never really felt close enough to people to establish like you know what like the qualities of a good friend and really exhibit those and like giving gifts hugging people just being a shoulder to cry on like that those are things that are very unnatural for me to do but like I want them to become natural so I have to really start like chipping away at that like 15 year habit that I really instilled in my soul you know like that's a long time man anyway yeah I'm, I'm very thankful for all of my friends that I do have because I feel like I don't deserve them especially <laughs> especially because I'm I feel like I'm just a very like distant person you know next up we have my my favorite part of the show my karaoke moment so this is part of the show where i used to actually sing live a karaoke song 
but recently I've been wanting to like get back into doing ukulele covers so I'm now doing ukulele covers in this little section of my show so the song I chose to do today was self-esteem by the offspring because my self-esteem needs some work and that's okay I'm slowly getting better. I feel like quarantine and isolation allow me to self-reflect and find ways to boost my confidence. I'm just gonna play the cover for you all.
Okay, guys. There's. Did you see that? The, there's a fly, like, flying on my head. So, I apologize if I'm, like, swatting. So, you see it? Go away. Start. I'm gonna play some music while I try to find a fly swatter to, like, kill this man's. Because he's really invading my personal space, my guy. Anyway, up next we have Medicine by Daughter. And lastly, I played Medicine by Daughter, Summer by Calvin Harris, Tenerife Sea by Ed Sheeran, and The Judge by 21 Pilots. Okay, guys. So it's nearing the end of the show, and you know what time it is now, everyone. It's time for the... <laughs> question of the day so every episode i find a question either anonymous or submitted by a listener and you can submit your questions at ask.fm backslash jessica wise 31 or you can submit an audio message which i will show you how to do at the end of the episode so this week's question was anonymous from ask fm and it is what is your favorite song so currently i mean i have a lot of favorite songs honestly it changes all the time there hasn't been like one song that like stands the test of time that's like my my like number one banger constantly it changes because you know like i've said many of times on here i get bored really easily so i needed like a new variety so right now i have like two favorite songs one of them is southern comforting by hotel mira it's just like a fun upbeat song it's like indie it's just fun indie pop vibes okay it just makes you want to get up and dance and like it's just a good time i like i can't complain about that song that's a song i'll definitely like sing in the car and jam to and it puts me in a good mood the other song that has like ha found a special place in my heart is called lover of mine by five seconds of summer like okay i really am not too big of a five seconds of summer fan just solely because I feel like previously I had like the stigma of not liking them, but this song really changed the game. This song is so good. It's more sad, but like lyrically, it's just great. I, I just really like it. It just fills a void. <laughs> it fills a void in my soul, but it's a very different vibe from the other song. The other song is obviously more like upbeat and happy, and this one is more like, it's more sad, but you know. We, I have like, moods for everything let me pose the question to you in the comments the chat or in apple podcast reviews let me know what your answer is to the question and i'll pick my favorite to feature in the next episode anyway i hope you all liked and enjoyed this episode of just in the flesh i had a great time honestly this was so therapeutic you have no idea um but yeah so if you want to connect with me on social media you can do so at jess in flesh on twitter and my instagram is at jess in the flesh radio and if you want to submit a discussion topic or song requests or anything like that or even a question you can always leave it in a review on apple podcasts dm me 
or you could better yet submit an audio message which I will give you a quick run through how to do. See, we're on the anchor.fm slash Jess in the Flesh, which is where you'll go for that. You can hit the little message button, um, and then it should come up saying you can, like, um, put in a message. That's where you find that. And then also, if you really enjoy the show and you want to monetarily support me, it's not expected, but it is very much appreciated. So if you go to the support tab under the same website, um, you can support me as well here. And that's all for this week. I hope you really liked and enjoyed this as much as I did. So very therapeutic for me. I'm so excited you're here and I'll see you next week. Bye guys!